Hey guys, this is the Hard Time Strongman Podcast, training up a better class of man. And today we are diving a little bit more into our situational awareness series with parking lots slash garages slash structured slash coned off areas, anywhere that you park your vehicle, just general considerations and how you can stay more aware for you and everyone that's counting on you. But so first, reason- quick shout out. I'm sorry, quick shout out to Critter1371. Goodness, 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 goodness. I hope you never recover from that. So guys, check out our Discord. It's often all the time. The whole reason for that was because Critter proposed a drinking game where every time seven says goodness, you take a drink, a shot, whatever. Bad mistake, buddy. It's my chosen euphemism. I'm not going to change that. Anyway, this is an important thing. So we, well, we did like two episodes on situational awareness and then we got caught along the way, but no. So incredibly important. We've gotten a lot of questions from this, just from family, from friends, from viewers over the past year. And honestly, a lot of the stuff you probably already know. Somebody probably already told you, but if they did not, this is stuff that, you can use your family can use this is just you know the world we live in the whole right right now this is scary it sucks and there's a lot of human trafficking a lot of just not good things going on so anything that we can do to keep you better prepared and you know to keep your head up and eyes open we're we're going to do yeah the whole reason we're doing this is because human trafficking has been on the rise lately and I'm not saying it's just like it's been a steady increase. It's been like shocking. There's even been a, a movie that came out, what, like a couple weeks ago, maybe? Yeah. And what was that? The Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. And holy crap, apparently this is calling into question a lot of things about what even like – the CIA and all sorts of other things. Apparently the CIA runs mm-hmm. the biggest human trafficking ring known to mankind. Allegedly. July 4th, in there. July 4th of this year is when it came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and that's specifically talking about the trafficking of children. Mm. Sex trafficking and just human trafficking in general is much much higher on the number i'm actually trying to run down the exact number but it seems like i mean here's one from what was it 2021 yeah so 2021 there was 10,359 situations of human trafficking that were just reported think about how many there are not right I mean, think about how many people who don't have a good home life or don't have good friends, they drop off the face of the earth. Oh, you know, he must have taken that job on the way. Oh, she must have, you know, moved off to that city. Oh, 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 you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. This is, this is something that it's very scary. It is. If you have, if you have loved ones, which if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm assuming that you do. Right. Yeah. But Love your loved ones. This is a 
you know, this is a crime, this is an atrocity, this is a nightmare scenario where everything could be going exactly how it has for your entire life, and then one day you're waiting home after you get off work and your wife doesn't go come home from getting the groceries after school. And it can happen as quick as that. Or your daughter doesn't get on the school bus or whatever nightmare scenario you can come up with. And you especially think about border towns. Right. If you live off the highway, you know, five minutes away from a border to a state or another country or wherever. And, you know, this is real. This is a real scenario for what millions of people Mm -hmm. around the world. Absolutely. So So, the three biggest uh, states, I mean, the offenders, I guess, the three biggest offenders for human trafficking, and I will say that because there's in the United States are California, Texas, and Florida. And I'm ashamed to say that my state is on there, but I can understand that considering we're right on the water and we're just stone's throw from Cuba. I know exactly why my state is on there. Yeah, you're right by the freaking cartels. Yeah. But I mean, this is, you know, the nightmare scenario for, you know, if you're a man with a family, mm-hmm. I I can't think of anything worse. Yeah. Honestly, like, you know, this is your, your family. So why we're specifically tackling parking lots, parking structures, buildings, you know, insert the blank is because, especially in the States, your day-to-day life will, more often than not, revolve around your vehicle. Right. Right, that is what our infrastructure is built around. So, wherever you park that vehicle, you know, that's where you're getting your groceries, that's where you're going to school, to work, going to, from. There is so much time spent in those spaces, and a lot of, you know, if you're not, you know, mentally clicked on that is a place where you will have your guard down because you're thinking oh man i just had you know this day at work i can't wait to go home oh i'm gonna have to deal with this traffic oh you know as you're getting into your vehicle you know and that's such a vulnerable place for you to be yes 100 percent. i was actually about to mention that is probably one of your most vulnerable moments is when you're getting into your vehicle you're getting your child into your vehicle you're getting your groceries into your vehicle yeah that's where you get hit and there, I, there's a video, I don't know if you've seen this, of, it's it's a video taken outside of this guy's house where it shows, like, the end of his driveway or whatever, but it takes, you can see his truck and where his wife parks their van and then down the street. And moral of the story here, long story short, there's a white van that parks down the street. Mm. And it just watches them day after day after day. And then the wife goes to get the groceries. It follows her. And then when she comes back, you see this you you see this white man come speeding down and park right behind her, so she oh can't get gosh. out. It's in their driveway. Oh my gosh! And the only reason why she didn't get taken, taken. was because a she was still she stayed in her vehicle, and b her husband came out into the garage and they saw him and took off. So yeah, if you want a long story short, men be a threat. Yeah. So 100%. So let's let's talk about that a little bit, okay? 
So going from, so let's say the natural progression of things, right? So insert your adjective, whatever place you were in, right? So driving in a parking area, let's say, okay. So what are just some safety considerations? What are just some, you know, normal dis defensive driving, you know, situationally minded, uh, I guess, tips or considerations when you're driving in one of these areas. So anybody that's new to driving knows that it can be incredibly overstimulating and, you know, complicated if you're not used to it. You know, there's a lot of angles, a lot of moving parts. So what's some things that people can think about while driving in a parking area? So for me, I'm watching for, I mean, obviously you're watching for cars that are getting ready to pull out, lights that are on, backup lights. One of the things you probably need to look for, and more often than not, it's innocuous. It, there's, it's not a threat. I watch for people on their cell phones. I watch mm. for people that are looking, that are walking through parking garages, looking around, like almost nervous-like, or paying too close attention to certain things. That's you. I mean, that's kind of hyper vigilance, but at the same time, you never know. That's a that's a, a body language thing, though. Exactly. You know, because if I'm just walking through the parking lot with my family, if I you know meet eyes with somebody from across the parking lot, okay, whatever. You know, that's a pretty typical thing. You know, we're social creatures. That's you know, that's fairly normal. If I you know continue to walk for a little bit, and then they catch my eye again. You yeah. know, that's sending off some bells. You know, that's not a, that's not a typical thing, right? Leonardo DiCaprio moment there. First you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Exactly. Things that get me in specifically while driving is I've just learned to assume. So, you know how, when you're driving in, you have that row of parked cars. If I see mm -hmm. a little cavity there behind a vehicle, I almost always assume that that's, that has a vehicle in it of some sort. 100%. Whether that's a sedan or, you know, a little Honda Civic or a motorcycle that's going to zip right out right as I go to mm -hmm. go to crest it just because it happens too much. Yeah. Right. So always expecting the unexpected, assuming that, you know, someone's going to be parked somewhere that you can't, you know, always see. Like you said, always looking for the lights, the reverse lights, brake lights, everything. And for me, especially kids, just assuming oh, that if yes. I can't see past a vehicle that there's going to be a kid behind there that doesn't know any better who's not minding his mama and he's mm -hmm. going to bump right out in front of my car yep. because those little suckers are fast. I just kind of assume that like anybody I see in a parking garage is not paying attention and they're stupid. It's the, it's the safest way to do it. And something that I see a lot of people do that I would warn against is don't freaking fly through, you know, Oh my God. Why? Through driveways or parking areas. You know, it's, it's obnoxious to go five miles an hour, right? But you like even if you assume that no one's there, you don't see anybody on side vehicles or anything. It's going to be to your detriment if something does happen and you're blowing in at like twenty, thirty miles an hour. It makes no sense, you know. Move, you know, move cautiously, mm -hmm. right? You're in a, you know, you're in a scenario. You're in a an environment where there are greater chances of you know something happening so you need to act accordingly there what about parking okay so there's a lot to go that goes into this 
my mindset usually when I come to a parking spot, if I have the opportunity to back in, I'm going to. Mm. Because I want to be able to, if something goes wrong, I want to be able to get in my car and just pull out and go. And if someone pulls in front of me, well, they're going to have a bad day if I'm either, I mean, either way, if I'm dinner pulled in, like they're going to have a bad day because I'm going to slam that car into them, mm-hmm. plain and simple, or just pinch them between my car and the car next to me and just rip their body in half as I pull out. Well, and even if you are completely blocked in, you have a you know, greater area of view. Mm-hmm. Carry a firearm. Exactly. As opposed to having to deal with the backseat, back windshield, all that nonsense. Exactly. And when you park, take a look around you. Like most of the time people Mm -hmm. are just going to park and get out of the car and be whatever. But if you notice, just notice what's going on around you. People walking up suddenly that you didn't notice before or just cars pulling up and taking their sweet time kind of thing. Just keep your eyes open. And if you can, when you're parking, park close to like the door, the elevator, the stairs. A light source. The exit, yes. Park in a well-lit area. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Be be wary of the vehicles that you park by. Mm-hmm. Right? So I am not ever going to be parking next to a Sprinter van. Ever. Ooh, oh, no. No. You know, but, you know, things like vehicles that stand out, that, you know, trust your gut on everything. Right? So don't put yourself in situations where you don't have to, right? So if you are in a parking lot and at the very end of the parking lot, there's a Sprinter van, you know, parked by nothing else. Don't park by the Sprinter van. <laughs> right. You know, if you are, you know, with your wife or your husband or with children, right. Be cognizant of where you're parking, right. Give yourself extra space. Don't park by vehicles that, you know, don't, you know, give you a good feeling, you know, go through these thought processes right Mm -hmm. also when you're parking don't linger you parked you're there for a reason park you know keep your eyes up or your head up eyes open and then go you know don't park and then sit on your phone or sit and mess with your bag or sit and you know don't just linger in your vehicle either when you're you know when you just get somewhere or when you're leaving you know, that's increasing your time in that parking space. That's just, you know, inviting more opportunity for, you know, something to happen. And when, especially if you're on your phone, you're not being situationally aware. Mm-hmm. Someone can walk up on your blind spot or a vehicle can come out or, you know, insert the blank. Right. But we've become way, way too comfortable inside of our vehicle, seeing that it's our own little safe haven when they are not. Yeah. And also, parking lots are, according to the FBI, the third most likely place people will encounter violent crime. Mm. Between 2010 and 2020, 45,107 incidents were reported. That was just reported. Yeah. So, th- so think about it, right? So, trafficking in persons, right? Human trafficking. That's not talking about domestic abuse. That's not talking about road rage incidents. That's not talking about theft. Right. So, you know, all of these apply, you know, if you go into a CQB course or a vehicle CQB course, you know, they'll talk about the deadly triangle, you know, not getting caught right in the nook of your, of of your door. So, you know, these things are better avoided. You have 
a 2,000 pound object that will get you where you need to go. Don't stick around for a fight if you don't have to. Right. Okay. And something, so especially parking, this has been, you know, I've been asked this with my wife. Uh, we've gotten questions on the podcast, but specifically when you are, you know, leaving your vehicle or you're getting back to your vehicle with children oh. or with people who require your assistance. If you are alone, I wish there was a good way. I wish there was a good way, but I don't know of one. Best thing I can tell you is to be quickly about it and yes. be situationally aware. This has to go into your, you know, forward planning, right? With your parking situation. So if you are, you know, if you park, you know, you do everything right, you go into your store, do your thing, come back, and then, you know, there's a spray van right next to your vehicle on the driver's side or the passenger side. Nope. You don't have to go to the vehicle right then. Nope. <laughs> you can talk to a manager in the store or a security officer in the store or a police officer if you see them. You know, you can ask somebody, you know, that you trust. Once again, use your gut to help you out. And or honestly, something as simple as being on the phone, talking to somebody. You if know, you don't, if you don't feel safe and you just left the store or a gym, work, mm -hmm. whatever, go back in. Go back yeah. in. Nobody's going to get mad at you for asking them to walk you to your car. Exactly. You can, I guarantee you can go up to a manager at a store, you know, some you know, middle-aged dude and be like, hey, I was going back to my car and there's a big van part next to it that sketches me out. Can you walk me out to my car? Can you, know, you have security walk me out to my car? They'd be more than happy to help you out because they want to keep you safe, right? So, honestly, if you run into that incidence where there is like a van or a vehicle parked next to your car, oddly, or even way too close, call the cops. Yeah. That's probably the biggest red flag you can have is if somebody is parked so close to your car that they force you to get in one direction, mm. call the cops immediately. You're being canalized. Don't even go to it. Don't even go near it. <laughs> call the cops. Yeah report exactly where it is, what it looks like, what's going on, and they will come. Mm -hmm. Because chances are you've been targeted. And there's a lot of other red flags too. Um, I've heard of, and I didn't mean for this to turn into like the human trafficking stuff, but sometimes you will see markers or innocuous objects attached to your car. Mm. So I've heard, yeah, I've heard of, of that too. zip ties being attached to the door handles. That's a mark. That's a signal to someone that you are a mark for human trafficking, that you're going to get followed. So if you see something like that, that's an issue. And I've you also take heard steps. of notes being put under windshields or on door mm -hmm. handles that causes you to spend more time outside of your vehicle. Or they've been laced with something. Or they've been laced with something or, you know, whatever. But... This also going back to, you know, like specifically if you have children, right? So, you know, no matter what else you have in the cart, you know, you need to focus on your children first, mm -hmm. right? And I know, I know <laughs> that they take all of your attention, but you need to, you need to be situationally aware. Yeah. Regardless of if your kid's screaming at you or throwing a fit, you know, turn that off. 
in your head, turn it off. You know, you have to be aware you need to be safe for, you know, your people never leave, you know, children in the car. If you're going to go replace a cart, you know, whatever. But this is also why we always, always push, you know, gun ownership and Mm -hmm. being well armed and being protected because we know that these, you know, these, I'm I'm not going to call them people, you know, these animals are targeting, you know, our women and children because they're perceived as easier targets, less, Mm -hmm. you know, not as threats. So make yourself a threat, right? Is, is far too much for you to be neglecting this. Right. But parking in a well-lit, preferably, uh, you know, well-populated area, right? So good indicators are if you see families, if you see the elderly, things like that, parking in that area, you're, you know, on the right track there. Yep. Give, giving yourself a little bit more space around, not parking right up next to vehicles. Uh, you know, you can park next to streetlights that have the cement base so someone can't park right up next to your vehicle, you know, whether or not they're being malicious. But, you know, affording yourself more space, especially next to, like, the uh, the car corrals. Those are great places because no one wants to get their car banged up. Mm-hmm. And trying to be smart about, you know, where and when you're driving and parking somewhere, right? So Walmart at 2 in the morning isn't as good of a bet as, you know, Walmart at 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, a good quote from how I met your mother is nothing good happens after 2 a.m. There you go. Go to sleep. Go home. Go home. All right. Do you have anything else for parking? I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking of like that five mirrors around the vehicle, trying to set yourself up for success there. So how about this one? When you get out of your car, remember where you parked. Yes. Yes. How distracted do you see a lot of people who are wandering around, looking aimlessly around in the parking lot, trying to, we were at Target the other day, and I literally watched this chick walking down this, which is walking down one of these aisles. She's looking to her left, and I'm like, if I was on your right, you're mine. I'm going to grab you and throw you in this this van. Like, I hate to think that way, but it's like, I I think, what would they do? Yeah. And she's just wandering in between cars looking for a car. It's like. I get that it happens sometimes, but that is bad. That is really, really, really bad. Man. So another story, not quite on the same vein, but we went to uh, Chick-fil-A for a lunch date with a friend of ours, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just her and her child that time. I think Hubby was working, but we got done. You know, we were all uh, going back to our vehicles. I was doing my dad thing, you know, watching everything and everybody. And we were getting the kids in the car and we had parked right next to her, you know, opposite end. Right. And so I was keeping an eye on her and her situation. And I saw this homeless woman come up to her. Oh no. And so I immediately stopped putting my grocery away. I'm just watching, just keeping eyes on. And she's a social worker. Right. So this woman starts to talk to her and she's engaging. And then she, you know, is reaching into her, into her car to get, um, you know, like portfolios and, you know, just like different resources and that sort of thing. I'm like, you are standing outside of your vehicle with your child that you just put in. Your car is off. 
you haven't loaded your groceries yet and you're reaching into your like you have a stranger you have no idea who this person is and i'm like please tell me you don't do this when someone's not watching your back <laughs> like this just like and i love where her heart's at and you know this is her passion this is her career this is her heart right taking care of people but goodness man take care of yourself <laughs> take care of your family too shout out critter um so I'm glad that you do this. Um, I was wondering if I wasn't the only one. Like if, if I'm in my car and I hate to say it, if I identify somebody that's probably could be a target, do you watch them? Like not like, you know, creepy like, but like just kind of keep an, keep an eye, eye out for them. them. Yeah, I, I do that all the time. Like if I'm walking through the, like, of course I'm watching out for myself, watching out for my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, we're getting our stuff done, getting in the car and, and going, but I'm also just like, there's a, there's a chick. She's got a kid. She's putting groceries away. I'm going to watch her all the way to the car because I mean, if something bad happens, I'm going to feel bad, but this is, that's the old school. I'm going to walk you home. A hundred percent. Like we are men. I, I firmly believe that this is our duty, right? It costs you nothing to do that. hundred percent. If you are a man leasing this, it costs you nothing to look out for the single woman to the elderly, to the kid, you know, for the kids, for all these people who you identify as being weaker or more vulnerable than you are. It costs you nothing to look out for them while you're going about your daily life. Yeah. And it you may perceive as like you're as being on the opposite end, you know, you may, they may perceive you as being, thread or like whatever but yeah. it's yeah, and don't, just like you know, don't beam people down but keep right. an eye out you know you have to you have to you know take that responsibility of keeping a higher level of awareness don't be a creep don't be a weirdo <laughs> but look at like you know going back to you know our values right treat these treat people as your brothers and sisters right take care of people you know, if I were, you know, if I were off working and, you know, my wife was out running groceries, I would want my buddy to keep an eye on her if he saw her in the parking lot to make sure that she got to her car safe. Mm -hmm. I'd want that for my kids. I'd want that for, you know, I do that for my buddy and his kids, you know, like this should be a implied task. This should be a natural thing. You shouldn't have to think about this. You should just do it. Right. But moving on. So walking so we touched on this a little bit so walking to and from your vehicle okay right so, so i'm just gonna throw that out there don't be walking on your phone you know head 100 eyes open as with anything okay you're looking out for vehicles you're looking out for people you're looking out for uh environmental hazards but something specifically you know as a parent that i do is you know my boy's either holding my hand my wife's hand or he's holding onto the cart something yep. and he does not let that go until we get to the vehicle in which case his little you know tiny four-year-old hand goes on the gas cap interesting and he parks it there until i can get his door open and he can you know hop into his car seat so what happens but, with the what happens when you have a kid who isn't that size you know isn't trained to do that kind of thing you know help us newborn carry essentially them. carry them 
same thing with same thing with the four year old. If he's going to be obstinate, like you know, he's he's my boy, right? Uh, <laughs> if he's going to be obstinate, he's like, I don't want you holding your. All right, well, you can be carried. You know, that's the rule in park in parking lots, big or small. In parking lots, whether there's car in the cars in them or not, that is a house rule. You carry mom or dad's hand as we're walking through parking lots, or you're carried, or you're in the cart. That's good. That's just a that's just a rule for us. We actually got the uh, the idea for like putting a you know your little hand on the gas cap from our from our buddies. They do that with a yeah. little girl. But so especially with kids, you need to you know you have to have control of them. So if you're by yourself, you don't have kids. Uh, some things that I recommend doing is having your keys ready. Mm. Like don't wait until you get up to the car to go for your keys because you're fumbling around. You're distracted at that point, trying to find your keys, trying to get in, especially if you have a manual key, yes. then you have to put it in, turn it and then get in. Mm -hmm. Have your keys ready ahead of time. Have them in your hand. You know, do you ever want to get punched by someone who has a key in their hand? It doesn't feel good. I was going to say, so that's how my wife grew up. Her granddad taught her to hold her. He's mm -hmm. a old retired police dude, but he taught her to hold her keys in her fist. Yeah. I mean, if you have the fob, have your freaking finger on the fob, ready to go. Mm -hmm. Unlock button or the alarm if you need it. The alarm, yeah. yeah especially if you're worried about a certain area, you know, for guys that are trying to do, you know, not good business, you know, sound, being drawn attention to something, that's the enemy. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's a, that's a really great tool. Something yep. else that, you know, I bought for me and my wife are the little keychain things of pepper spray. Oh yeah. 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 Non-lethal, but you're not gonna have a good time. And that's something yeah. that you can have on ready to go. You don't have to think about it. Just, you know, you're set. You know, an, another great deterrent. And I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever thought of this, a gun. Those are freaking great. Those are great deterrent. Or, I say can't. You probably shouldn't be spraying that through a parking lot, though. Well, no, you shouldn't be spraying a brain. Now, if uh, you know if you're being attacked, screw you. Off it goes. Yeah. Judicial but, marksmanship, right there. Yeah, but I was just saying the the you know the little keychain mm -hmm. pepper spray. That's something that you can have all the time. Doesn't matter. You can go to church. You can go to you know Target, wherever. No one's gonna say anything. Oh, hundred percent. You have that all the time. Yeah, pepper pepper spray is a great deterrent. I actually recommend for, and and I'm not trying to say this from a position of toxic masculinity, but all females should have pepper spray. You just should. I mean, even if you can like bench press 800,000 pounds, carry pepper spray because at mm -hmm. some point, some, some douchebag is going to view you as a, as a target and they're going to try and come after you. And honestly, better safe than sorry. You spray them in the eyes. They're not going to have a good time. And then you can just like rip their testicles off if you want to, you know, have fun with it. So anyway, in, in my head, I was just playing Weasel Stomping Day from Weird Al. I don't, I don't know why that came up when you're talking about pulling off people's testicles, but here oh, we are. Oh, man, that's so great. So anyway, when you're walking back to your car, like we were talking about, have your keys out, be ready to go. When you get in the car, get in, got the door, don't get lock on your phone. Lock, lock it. your car. Lock your car. Lock your car. Lock your car. Lock it. And before you even get in, and if you have the time, check around your vehicle. Mm -hmm. Check to make if you have a flat tire, red flag. You may have ran over a nail, but still, you should be like, "What the hell?" And I'm gonna say again, you know, don't don't 
hang out. Mm-hmm. You you get in your car, you lock the door, you leave. Because I can't tell you how many people I see go, you know, walking in the HEB parking lot, Target, you know, wherever I am, someone is on, you know, just zoning on their phone. Yes. Head down, cars off or just in park, just hanging out, checking out their phone. Nothing for, for who knows how long. That's you know, how you, you walk out in front of a car and get hit. Well, I'm just saying, like, in their car, just sitting there like that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like you said, yeah, you know, they could pull off and not even think about it, hit you. But, you know, that's you're, you're begging for somebody to just walk up on you. Mm-hmm. You know, phones are the death of situational awareness. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. A hundred million percent. Yes. So I'm, I'm talking about scanning your area when you're going out there. I mean, when right. we were in as dismounts on vehicles. We were trained to get out and scan your 0, 5, 10, 15, 25, 50, 100 yards. You're looking for signs of danger and flat tires, landmines, all signs of danger. If you have a landmine next to your car, you got bigger issues. Um, You're checking for flat tires. You're checking for vehicles parked too close to you or vehicles that look out of it. A little suspicious. You're, mm-hmm. I would recommend if you can. As you're walking up at a distance, look underneath your car. I've heard stories about people who have hidden underneath cars. My gosh. Yeah. And taken advantage of the situation. Look in your backseat. Dear God, look in your backseat. Don't blindly trust that your car is locked and safe. Look in your backseat. I, dude, I'm 208 pounds. I check my backseat. Every you time I walk just as easy as anybody else. A hundred percent. Something else that I just thought of for vehicles. So not just make, not just model, not just, you know, whether or not they look normal in the area, but little things about a vehicle, right? So looking for the, the little paper license plates that someone could just print off and throw on the, oh on a vehicle, looking at tint for a vehicle. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you have 2% tint, you can't see anything in there. I don't like that. <laughs> 100%. So, yeah. You know, like I said, little things that can give you, you know, follow your gut on a lot of this stuff. Or, you know, if you're a vet, you know what I'm talking about here. If you're driving down the road and you see a freaking cool guy with a bunch of yellow bottles on the back end of it, that might get your dander up a little bit too. A little tangent there, but. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. So yeah, if you see a uh, if you see a coyote tan Toyota Tacoma with a "Don't Tread on Me" and a "Blue Lives Matter" sticker on the back, you're probably safe. Shouldn't have to worry about that. Maybe, unless it's a, a ruse. They're more of a threat to themselves than anything. Hey everybody, this is Six and Seven with the Hard Time Strongman Podcast, and we are coming to talk to you about our Patreon and Discord. Hey guys, our patrons get early access to all of our episodes. They get all of our exclusive pre and post shows, all of our spicy takes, all of our rabbit holes that we go on, everything that we want to include in the episode, but we can't because we need to stay on topic. And soon enough, we'll be offering digital downloads, guides, everything that we've been working on in the background will soon be available to our patrons. So make sure to check it out. And come hang out with us on Discord. Speaking of the spicy stuff, this is where we discuss most of it. 
Once you're there, you'll get access to all of our in-depth discussions, including stuff like homesteading, fieldcraft, medical, camping, communications, shooting. You like ARs? Come talk to us about it. You like four by four vehicles and prepping? Come talk to us about it. You like Tannerite, Thermite, Napalm? Come talk to us about all of the campfire talks that would get us kicked off of other platforms. It's right there in our Discord. Come join our community. We're active on Discord every day. We're interacting with members constantly. We have guys from every walks of life coming to contribute their expertise to all of these various fields and subjects that we've been talking about. Come join the watch Discord. Come join the Discord. Join our community. Build up that better class of man. Now back to the episode. But yeah, like you said, when you get in your car and lock the doors, don't sit there on your phone. Get out of there. Just leave. You got. I don't care who you are. You have better things to do with your life than sit in a parking lot on your phone. Go home. Go see your family. Yeah. Get out of there. Well, and well, and cars have. I don't. I don't even know how they do, but they have the psychological e- equivalent of putting you on an island. Because as yeah. soon as you get into the driver's seat and close the door, it's like you're in your own little bubble. But you're not. Your bubble still exists in the greater mm-hmm. world around you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know, I know that your that your field of view just shrinks down to you know what's in the cab of your vehicle, but you can't allow that to happen. You, know, you need to you need to keep awareness on you and what's around you. Yep. So we we touch on this you know here and there throughout the you know, last couple bullet points, but safety and security in, you know, these parking structures. Right. So rule number one, carry a gun. Always. You should always be carrying a gun. I, anyway. I, don't, I don't, I don't think you have a good excuse not to. Anyway. Anyway. Well, no, we are. I don't, I don't really have anything else for that. Do you have anything I, else for I, safety and security? I was about to go okay. into something, but I was going to rehash everything that we essentially already talked about. So just to kind of rehash and to touch on the elephant in the room, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. If you feel like something's wrong, if something seems completely off, if the hairs on the back of your head are standing on end, trust it. If your gut is screaming at you to run the other way, don't shrug it off. Just do it. Something's wrong. Like, if something seems wrong, something is wrong, period. I don't care if it's not. Trust your gut. It will keep you alive. It will keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Just get whatever help you need, whether it's have, if you're at the Publix down the street, you just got your groceries and you're walking out, something feels wrong, go back in, get somebody. Mm -hmm. Have them be like, hey, I need help getting my stuff into my car. If you're at a grocery store, chances are they're asking you if you need help out to your car. Just take it. Yeah. If you have your hands full, if you have a kid and you're alone in a cart full of groceries, just take it. It does. I don't care if you're able-bodied enough to do it. Keep yourself safe. Yeah. So that being aware of your surroundings, mm-hmm. just all time, what time of day it is, you know, the people and the vehicles that are around your vehicle, the, you know, the depth and space between vehicles, just all these little things that should be, you know, pinging in your head. You know, you need to be keeping an eye out for all this stuff. But remember where you parked. Yeah, remember where you parked. I can't, 
I can't stress that enough. Remember mm -hmm. where you parked. And also, so saying that you even did all this right, but then, you know, something happens, some weirdo in a vehicle or out of a vehicle, you know, comes up on your vehicle, you're inside of it. Okay. A lot, a lot of reactions I've seen in videos or otherwise is people, you know, just freaking out in Freezing. the vehicle and they're staying still. You are in a 2000 pound hunk of steel and glass. A weapon. Move it. Mm -hmm. Move it. Your your car. I don't care how expensive it is. I don't care how much the loan is on it. How much your payment is. It is not as important as your life. So your life use is the vehicle. worth more than that. Yeah, use the vehicle and leave. I hate right? to be these guys. If these guys are if these guys are targeting you, right? They are relying on speed, surprise, and violence of action. Because that's going to freeze up or you know, circumvent most people in most situations. So you need to act. If you could take away at least one of those things from them, they have lost the initiative. Mm -hmm. And they aren't expecting a fight. These guys are expecting a fight. More often mm -hmm. than not. They are not expecting a fight. So if you put up enough of a fight, loud enough, violent enough, dogged enough they're going to give up and they're going to leave if you cause a scene holy crap cause a scene be loud scream yell for help fight mm -hmm. back throw stuff at them mm -hmm. whatever you get your hands on and arming yourself like you said so your mm -hmm. groceries you know you have some glass in there right if not you have mass and speed Go ahead and do the math on that one. Your keys. Pepper spray, if you have that on your keys, you have, hopefully you have a firearm. I mean, you, yeah. The human body is allergic to lead poisoning. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. But, so, that's all things you can do. Things that I would stay away from. So, as much as humanly possible, do not, you know, like I said, hang around your vehicle, whether inside it or outside of it. Avoid places at night. You know, there's a reason why, you know, we see upticks, you know, at the nighttime. It's because, you know, that's the time to be attacked. You know, your you know, your awareness is, is lower. You know, there's less risk of, you know, you being observed by, you know, good Samaritans or otherwise, Right. So avoid, you know, parking in big place at night, avoid parking, you know, way off alone, you know, safety numbers kind of thing there, stay in well-lit areas and just be smart. Think these things through. Do not be on autopilot. I can't tell you how easy it is to go on autopilot when you're trudging through the nine to five. Guilty. I, I do it too often. Yeah. But, you know, get off autopilot and think through your actions and subsequent you know, effects after that. Keep your awareness up. If someone puts something in your door handle, don't touch it. Find something to knock it out with or go back inside and get somebody. Yeah. Like, it could be and something innocuous. It could be a flyer. It could be something, but there is a good chance that they, that could be something that marks you or could be laced with something that it gets absorbed through the skin. Just be safe. Yeah. 
and you know we've preached this in other episodes but community right mm -hmm. so even if you don't know the manager of the store or the security officer or whatever rely on people mm -hmm. ask for help you do not have to do everything on your own we'll help you if it's the gym gym employees will help you too yeah and you know not just employees at a store you know and i feel wary putting out uh, pulling out guidance to like, you know, just, you know, grab some Joe Schmo, you know, in the parking lot. Cause that could be a bad actor too, yeah. but with anything, use your gut. But, you know, like we said earlier in the episode, you know, guys is your responsibility to take care of people period. And I'm telling you right now, if some, you know, 20 something mama with two kids is struggling to get out to her car, and she sees me and my wife, you know, walking our kids to the car. And she said, hey, I don't really, you know, that that car that's parked by us is kind of freaking me out. Can you know, can you guys walk with me? Of course. Of course, we we would love to. Yep. Yeah. So keep an eye out for people. Take care of people and, you know, let people take care of you. So. Yep. There's something else that you threw in here to report suspected human trafficking to federal law enforcement. You dial 1-866-347-2423. Or dial 911. Or dial 911. That's always an option. Just and carry a gun. Just carry a gun. Okay. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. Carry a gun. Carry a firearm. Get trained with it. Know how to use it. Don't be afraid to use it. The response time of a 9mm is vastly superior to the response time of local law enforcement. Just going to throw it out there. thousand percent. Brother, you have anything else for this? I got nothing, man. This was a good episode. I'm sorry it took a turn for the human trafficking, but like I, that's been in the news so much that like I feel like it really needed to be touched on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sorry for talking about it because I feel like it's not talked about enough. I feel like people aren't aware enough or taking enough, you know, steps in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a, it's a stain on our society and it's a problem that, you know, is far, far too prevalent. So. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. But So take care of yourself, no. take care of others. But I don't have anything else. Guys, we are the Hard Time Strong Men podcast. Sharing up a better class of man. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Hey guys, this is Six and Seven with the Hard Time Strongman podcast. Wanted to take a second to do a mental health check in and to tell you all about the 988 Crisis Lifeline. So, the 988 Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in the United States. You can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text 988 to get help to get someone real on the phone. Every struggle is different. Every struggle is hard. But you are not alone in whatever you're going through. As someone who has used the 988 crisis line, I fully recommend that if you're feeling any of those feelings of depression, suicide, hopelessness, 
get in touch with them immediately. They will help you. They will listen to you. Once again, guys, you can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text them at 988. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight.